What do you say to a mother or a father who recently lost a child in a terrible car accident? What do you say to somebody who lost their best friend two weeks ago in the Iraq war? What do you say to a young person whose father or mother or spouse recently died of cancer or heart disease while in the prime of their life? What do you say to a parent whose child committed suicide? My brothers and sisters, these questions I just asked all involve situations of tragic death. Every death of someone we love is sad, certainly. But some situations of death, like the ones in the four questions I just mentioned, have the added dimension of being tragedies. We usually say, I'm sorry, in circumstances like these. And that's okay. That's what we should do. We should say we're sorry. We should offer our condolences to all those who are grieving deeply over the loss of a loved one. But then what? Can we do anything else? What can we do, if anything, to ease their pain? What can we do, if anything, to help them deal with the confusion they're experiencing as they struggle to make sense of something which on the outside seems senseless? Well, the bad news is, I should give you the bad news first, the bad news is we can never take all the pain away, no matter how hard we might try. Even if we do and say all the quote-unquote right things, the person who's dealing with the tragedy will still have a cross to carry. We might wish that we could just wave a magic wand and make it all disappear, but we can't. Which is not to say that we're totally helpless and can't do anything. We cannot make everything perfect for them, that is true. But we can do some things. It is possible for us in those situations to be God's instruments, to be instruments that God uses to help these people carry their cross more effectively, to help lighten it a little bit. We can be God's instruments to help these people experience some inner healing in their lives. That is within our power. That's the good news. Based on my 23, now almost 24 years, of helping people deal with their tragedies as an ordained priest, based on all that experience, I would advise what I call the 3P approach in these situations. The three P's stand for presence, perspective, and prayer. When you're trying to help a friend cope with a tragic death, take this three P approach and you will help them as much as it's possible to help them. The first P there stands for presence. Your presence. That's so important for loved ones who are grieving. And this is precisely where a lot of people fail, is it not? They sometimes stay away from those who have recently experienced tragedy in their lives, a tragic death, because they feel awkward, because they don't know what to say. 
Well, join the club. I'll tell you this morning, there have been many times in my priesthood when I have dealt with tragedies where I don't know what to say. But I still go to these families because I know that my being there is important to them. My being there gives them support, even more than my words do. In fact, I don't know how you would do this, but if it were possible to survey all the people I've ministered to in 23 plus years of being a priest, in these kinds of situations, and you said to each of them, what did Father Ray say when he came to your house that day, or to the hospital, or to the nursing home, after your loved one died? I'm confident that 95% of those people couldn't tell you anything that I said. But they'll remember that I was there. They'll remember that Father Ray was there to be with them in one of the most difficult moments of their lives. And they will remember that you were there. You really don't have to say anything. In fact, sometimes it's better when you don't say anything. Many of you know that my dad died of cancer when I was 14 years of age. For me and for my family, that was a horrible tragedy. The man was only 46 years old. The night my father died, my mother asked me, do you want anybody to come over? Do you want me to ask one of your friends? And I said, why don't you ask Frank Chinese? Call his mom, see if maybe he'll come over. And he did. And I will never forget that. Now, I couldn't tell you one single thing that Frank Chinese said to me when he was there that night of September 10th, 1971. Not one single thing. But I remember he was there when I needed him most. And at that point, his presence was far, far more important to me than his words were. Notice that Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, was always with people in the midst of their suffering. Today's gospel story is just one example of Jesus being present to people in their pain. We say we're disciples of Christ. We have to follow that example. Of course, eventually words do become important. Usually that's long after the funeral is over. Now here we have to be careful not to become preachy or to oversimplify things because if we do, we will probably come across to the suffering person as harsh and insensitive. But speak we should, gently and respectfully doing our best to help the hurting person find the right perspective, which is that second P in the three P approach. Today's first reading can be a big help in this regard. In fact, I often refer to this very passage of scripture from the Book of Wisdom at the funeral masses of people who have died in tragic circumstances. Let's face it, when their loved ones die tragically, many men and women blame God immediately, as if God were the dealer of death. But that's the wrong perspective to have because it's not true. As we say in the Nicene Creed every single Sunday, God is the Lord and giver of life. That's all God can give. He doesn't give death. He gives life. He's not the dealer of death. 
Physical death came into this world when sin came into this world. It was not a part of God's original plan for the human race. As it says here in this text, God did not make death, nor does he rejoice in the destruction of the living. God formed man to be imperishable, but by the envy of the devil, death entered the world. God allows us to experience physical death, that's true. But he has also, gracious and loving God that he is, provided us with the remedy for physical death through his son, Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. That's why we rejoice. That's why we sing Alleluia as Catholics. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. Through words like these, spoken always in gentleness and love, we need to do our best to help the victims of tragedy find the right perspective. The right perspective on God. The right perspective on their situation. We need to help them understand that God is their friend, not their enemy, and that it's in Him and only in Him that they have the hope of seeing their deceased loved one again. Which brings us to the final P of this 3P approach, which is, not surprisingly, prayer. Presence and perspective are both necessary. But you see, prayer is the source of the power that makes those first two P's effective. The Mass, of course, is the most powerful prayer of all, because it's the prayer of Jesus Christ himself. This means that it's appropriate not only to have Masses said for people who have died, we should do that, but it's also appropriate to have Masses said for those who are still alive, for those who are grieving, or at the very least, we should remember them when we're here at Mass, and especially when we go back to our pews to pray after Communion. By the way, those of you who leave early, please understand this. Among other things, you are depriving your suffering friends of the grace that they desperately need to deal with their present crosses. They need you to be praying for them after you receive Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And when you walk out that front door, or the side door as the case might be, you are saying to them, no grace for you today, at least through me. Outside of the Mass, any prayer will do. We could even take one of the Psalms in the Old Testament and turn it into a prayer for a friend who's suffering in this way. Look at the last stanza of today's responsorial psalm. It reads, Hear, O Lord, and have pity on me. O Lord, be my helper. You changed my mourning into dancing. You could pray that line for a friend who's just experienced a tragic death in his family by asking the Lord to fulfill those words in your friend's life. O Lord, have pity on my friend. Be his helper. Change his mourning into dancing. Give him peace and joy again in his life. Presence 
Perspective, prayer. The 3P approach to situations of tragic death. Now that we all know this approach and what it's about, I believe that God expects us to put it into practice to the best of our ability. He will be counting on us, and so will our suffering friends.